My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast, which you may have noticed is abbreviated to QAP, which you might pronounce QAP. Just a fun little fact. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. My name is Jeremy Devins, and today I'll be sharing about this transit of Rahu and Ketu. What are Rahu and Ketu? Rahu is the north node of the moon, and Ketu is the south node of the moon, and they're represented as a head and a body. The head is disconnected from the body. This is Rahu, and the body is Ketu, and it has no head. So we all have these in our chart. We all have this aspect, and every 18 months, Rahu and Ketu move into different signs, different part of the sky. And of course, they're moving through nakshatras the whole time, but it's an 18-month cycle, and then every 18 years or so, approximately, they uh, come back to where they were. So as with everything in astrology, by looking back through cycles and seeing what happened the last time we were in a similar cycle, what can we learn from that experience? And this is how we're able to make predictions with astrology and understand personality types, life experiences, karma playing out, Everything is an expression of energy in motion. So we can go back and see where energy was moving at the time uh, in this previous situations that are similar to now and see what happened. So if you want to understand more about all this, check out the Vedic Astrology 101 course at quietmindastrology.com and you can sign up anytime for that. So there's always a, a 101 course you can dive into. So I'm going to go back through all the most recent times that Rahu has been in Taurus while Ketu's in Scorpio. Now, they're always opposite each other. Rahu, this head, has massive energy and endless, insatiable energy for wherever it is. It's a head without a body. So if you think about what that would be like to detach from your body, where you're just uh, taking in new stimulation with your eyes, your, your sense of smell, taste, touch even... And you can constantly keep consuming and have no reason to stop and want to take in more. And this is in the sign of Taurus, which is about our security, our stability, our wealth. And there can be this sense of wanting more and more security and nothing is secure enough. And what more can we do to create security? And we see this playing out with all of the precautions globally around the pandemic issue. So that's Rahu in Taurus, and that's going for another 18 months. K2 is always opposite, and it's in Scorpio, in the opposite sign. So K2 is the body, and it's detached. It's about cutting away, detachment. Spirituality, what is, what do I feel? What do I intuitively sense? If you take away your head and imagine what it would be like to perceive the world without your head in the sense of a head floating around, experiencing things, just being a body, just feeling with your body, right? As we, you might experience that in yoga or meditation where you're just perceiving and sensing through your body. This is what K2 does. It's like feeling in the dark into different areas of our lives. And, and where it is, there's a sense of detachment. And our ego is not interested in that. So if you had K2 in your second house, in your birth chart, that's where the family is. You're detached from the family. You're not interested in all the family, basic, general, you know, typical family stuff. You want a more unconventional ideal, a, a sort of experience of family uh, and diet as well, right? Uh, K2 is, you know, if you want to know where that is in your birth chart, check out quietmindastrology.com. You can see where it is there. 
and you can go back to my previous episodes on the houses and see how it plays out for you. But for everyone right now, it's in Scorpio. So what does Scorpio represent? It's the depths of things. It's ruled by Mars. So it has this warrior energy, this action orientation, this martial energy, but it's more spiritual and it's more into the depths of things and things like psychology. It's people who have strong uh, Scorpio or eighth house energy are very deep and it's kind of people who say like, oh, that person's intense or deep, or they really like to talk about philosophy and the meaning of life, and they don't like small talk. So K2 going here brings this sort of interest in going into the depths of things and having more spiritual realizations by going into the deeper understanding of ourselves. So this is on a very personal level, what you can expect over the next 18 months. And this is a great time to create more stability and security for yourself and a healthy boundaries around that, but not going over the deep end and, and being unrealistic and maybe thinking that, you know, I can't do anything else until I create this sense of stability and security, never putting our happiness out in front of some future object or attainment, but being present in the moment of really checking in with how you feel moment to moment. If you feel worried about a political issue, if you feel worried about a social issue or employment or housing, right? These are major concerns this year with the Saturn transit that's still happening until April, 2022. Major upheaval of our structures, our home, our jobs, our sense of stability, security, externally. But this means it's always an opportunity internally to find a deeper, unshakable sense of stability and security that nobody can take away from you. That it's, it is not contingent on anything external. That's what's so powerful about yoga and meditation. That's why I teach that as well over on the Quiet Mind Yoga podcast. Free classes you can listen to anytime. So I highly recommend doing some sort of embodiment practice to feel your stability and security in your body. And ideally, before any external inputs, because we're extremely uh, malleable in the morning. We're in the more alpha brain states, uh, much more receptive to different ideas, right? You know, when you wake up and maybe you have a moment of just kind of like, what day is it? What am I? Okay, what am I doing this morning? And then you check your phone and, oh my God, this thing happened. You know, you get kind of sucked into this whole other thing. Just imagine you take away the phone and you wake up and you're like, okay, okay, I got some good sleep. Oh, I have this goal I want to work on, this project I want to focus on, uh, this job I want to pursue, this conversation, this experience, I want to go on a walk in nature, spend time with pets, family, whatever it is, you know, getting that time to yourself, even if it's just for a few moments, depending on where your life circumstances are, it's so important and this transit going on right now is that you find your own sense of structure and routine in yourself. And the Rahu energy right now gives you massive energy to do that. It's insatiable. It's endless energy. So wherever Rahu is, right, you know, when you look at your transits, you want to look at your birth chart and look where Taurus is in your birth chart and know what that house represents. Say Taurus is in your first house, you're a Taurus rising. Taurus is in your second house, you have that two in the second box, second diamond to the left. Or in your fourth house, you have the two in that diamond to the left of your chart. Wherever that number two is, that's Taurus. And look at my series on the houses and see what that house represents. 
that's where you're going to have infinite energy over the next 18 months. And you've got to be careful because Rahu and Ketu are illusions. They're not real planets. They're imaginary things that we measure in the sky. So they're illusory. Uh, so, so in the sort of personal experience of things, noticing where you get caught up in illusions of, oh, this thing is going to, if I do this, uh, apply for this job or take this course or buy this thing, then I'll feel security and stability. Then I'll build my wealth and assets. Then I'll have a sense of stronger family and home and feeling more grounded and stable. The Rahu in Taurus is just like, yeah, 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 that. Let's do that. Let's do more of this. Okay, I got that. All right, let's do something else. All right, let's do this thing now. And it's like, slow down, you know, just take in the thing that you have, right? Uh, be careful of that tendency. Rahu likes more and uh, it can tend towards greed and overconsumption. So addictions can be an issue at this time. If you know you have addictive tendencies or behaviors, uh, if you're even if you're not in some sort of program for that, right? The neural pathways, that neurons that fire together, wire together, the neural pathways are strong. And one of my teachers would say, like your brain becomes pickled in a way. It's like this cucumber at first, and then it becomes pickled, and it's never going back to a cucumber. So it's the neural pathways are there, and we can't just get rid of them. We can't just stop them. We have to create a new neural pathway. So if your addiction is to your phone, right? maybe you saw that documentary, The Social Dilemma, worth checking out. There's a lot of powerful research in there and stories about how addictive devices and social media and phones can be. And I think pretty much everyone I know has that issue and I have it myself and I have to create a morning routine. And I do have a morning routine where I don't take in any inputs from media or social media or my phone and, uh, you know, it's tricky running a business online as well, uh, but I make sure I have a few hours in the morning where I don't need to do that at all. And I can do my practices and know I'll have time to do my work later. So notice if there's a place where those neural pathways are there, your brain is pickled in that way uh, to those addictive behaviors, because Rahu is going to be real tempting this time. In those Taurus likes comfort and stability and routine. So this is great for creating routines, but it's terrible for falling back into bad routines. So we gotta be extra mindful about that. And as they say in the Upanishads, I love to go back to the source texts of a lot of this stuff. Uh, yoga is the firm holding back of the senses. It's when all of our senses, the wild horses of our senses are yoked together by the master charioteer, our true self. We've got our shit together, basically, and we're focused and intentional. And that's the intention of yogic practices like meditation and yoga. But then one becomes vigilant because yoga can be gained and lost. This is what the Upanishad says. So we, we become vigilant of, okay, you know, I, I know this thing works for me. I know that thing does not work for me. And I've got to put the phone in the closet or not look at it in the morning or use a different alarm or something. So as best we can, eschewing those uh, addictive behaviors personally. And then with K2 and Scorpio, there can be this like constant seeking of what's under the surface? What's the psychology of this? These sort of mysteries and depths and conspiracies and understanding secrets and secrecy. And uh, doing a spiritual practice will help bring out more of the positive expressions of this. K2 just wants a spiritual experience. And this could be 
listening to mantras, chanting mantras. It could be a religious path that you follow, reading scripture, reading a holy book, reading uh, texts that resonate for you in your spiritual path. If you're agnostic, scientific literature, whatever it is, your K2 side of you, the part of you that's interested in the greater purpose of it. And maybe you think there's no greater purpose. Great. I mean, just do whatever you want. It doesn't matter, right? Uh, but finding that sense of greater purpose and meaning for you and coming back to your teachers, as I've mentioned in recent weekly episodes, Jupiter's in Sag right now as I'm posting this. Saturn's, it's going to go in Capricorn with Saturn very shortly. Uh, so this Jupiter's debilitated in Capricorn. So there could be this drop of optimism and hope uh, in the coming months. And Saturn, again, just it puts massive limitations and challenges wherever it is. So that's in our area of structures and government and employment and it's aspecting the fourth house of the home so yeah challenging stuff but we've got to find a greater meaning in it and if you're agnostic and you're not into any of that great you can just skip ahead a few seconds but you, you've got to find your greater meaning and connection to purpose and source and stay solid in that and let that be part of your structure more than reacting to other things, more than addictive behaviors, because those things are all sort of risk areas that can spin out at this time. And again, so focus on what you can control, your practices, your routines, your spiritual practices, and going into the depths of your psyche one tool that I really like is maybe you've heard of Morning Pages. This is uh, Julia Cameron's book, uh, The Sway of the Spiritual Creative. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of it now. The Artist's Way. That's what it is. The, the Artist's Way. You've probably heard of this book. There's a lot of book clubs about it. It's a fun process and powerful to just do three pages of writing stream of consciousness each morning. Maybe try that for a month as a way of expressing your psyche and your Scorpio, your K2 and Scorpio energy. What is under the surface in me? What am I thinking? Don't share it with anybody. That takes away any sort of judgment, any sort of fear of outcome, trying to perform, trying to look good. Really let your psyche express itself, your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, get it out. If you're doing psychotherapy, great. Some sort of cognitive behavioral therapy or something like this talking to somebody, coaching, these things are all great. Uh, but I, I love also this morning pages practice of just writing. Or if you're going to do it, typing, it's 750 words is about three pages. And that's something I've done for many years. And it's helped me immensely in expressing and understanding myself. But maybe you like to do something else, write poetry, that gets you in touch with your emotions, write haikus, uh, do some sort of movement. Maybe you don't like to write at all. Right. But finding that thing that gets you to sort of uncover the layers of your psyche and your intellect. What are you thinking? What's motivating you? What's driving you? What do you want? Why are you here? And if you know, that's a big question. What do you love to do? What's something you've enjoyed? You know, you can make it even smaller and simpler and more general. Uh, if you, you know, if you could only do one thing today that you might enjoy, what would it be? And what if you did a little more of that? And what if you even based your whole life around that? And that's kind of how I ended up where I am now, is I was looking at all of the astrology stuff all the time. Every time I could, I'd go to one of the bookstores and write to the metaphysical sections. Like, this is the interesting stuff. And I don't know why, but I want to learn more. 
right? And, and in yoga, it's like, oh, I want to go to this yoga class. Now I want to do yoga every day. Right? It just becomes uh, this thing that's like a little spark. So if you're not sure right now, if you're, you know, just like, I don't know what to do, like this, everything has been devastated and changed over the last year. Okay, so what's a little bit of spark? Where's a little glimmer of hope? And uh, probably not going to find it on the news and probably not going to find it in social media. Uh, you know, you might find communities of people that can connect with. I do have the Quiet Mind community. You're welcome to join. It's free to the public on Facebook, Quiet Mind community. You can look it up. Uh, there are some awesome people from around the world there who are doing this kind of work you can connect with. Uh, but for yourself, just where is that little spark? And if you've got it and you're like this, I know what I'm doing. Like I'm on my path. I'm set in my, you know, I know what it is. I want to do this thing. Great. What's the next evolution of that? How do you go deeper, right? What do you, what can you ring out more? I saw this great David Goggins video, this ex Navy SEAL, um, kind of intense guy, but he talks about like, you know, his life is like a washcloth and he wants to wring out everything, every last drop of water from his life before he dies. And I, I love that metaphor. It's like, what more can I wring out of myself? What wants to come forth for me? This K2 in Scorpio time is asking us that and drawing it out of us. So these are all the personal aspects to consider, the, what's happening on a personal level. But I went back through history, through all the major times this happened, this specific transit of Rahu in Taurus and K2 in Scorpio every 18 years or so. Now, this is just that transit. So it doesn't factor in where Saturn is. It's going to be in different places each time. And Jupiter and all the other planets are in different places throughout all this. But there are some interesting commonalities. And I talked about some of them on the monthly horoscope for September 2020, if you want to check that out. But the most obvious that just pops right out, of course, is 18 years ago, and when this transit last happened from February 2002 to August 2003, there was the SARS outbreak. So that was the coronavirus outbreak. And it started in China. And so some similar things that happened at the time. Of course, it wasn't as big and massive a deal, but it did start there. And there's some very interesting stuff about all of that. So here's the K2 in Scorpio for you. Uh, you might want to be interested in checking out the Plandemic 2 documentary. So they talk about how these coronaviruses have been patented. And there's some interesting conflicts of interest with all that. Now, I'm not going to get into picking size and all this, but it is important to just know the information that's out there. And I know that first pandemic documentary caught us a lot of conflicts of people and a lot of it was debunked. But the second one is not being talked about at all. And it's completely banned from social media. So it's, it's just interesting what's happening with all the censorship of information right now. And regardless of what you think about it, None of the information in the Plandemic 2 documentary is debunked, and it's been validated by countless researchers and uh, people who are experts in patents. So there's some interesting conflicts of interest uh, that correlate with the SARS outbreak 18 years ago and the coronavirus outbreak right now. So you can look into that more if you're interested. And some other interesting things that happen. Uh, the U.S. Space Shuttle Columbia crashed, unfortunately, and there are a lot of themes of aviation 
changes, major changes in aviation. We'll talk about as we go through this, these uh, major events throughout history. There was the biggest blackout in U.S. history in this period. And if there's any way that you can have some sort of backup power in your living situation, this would be a good idea. Of course, with uh, there have been some blackouts recently in California, and uh, you know since this happened in 2003, there have been other issues of blackouts at different times sporadically. Uh, but I, I didn't see other major blackouts in this transit before, so this could be a one-off thing and maybe not going to happen this time. But with everything else, it's a possible consideration. So some interesting developments in government security during these transits. The Department of Homeland Security was created in this one. Uh, the CIA was also created during these transits. And the Joint Chiefs of Staff uh, was also created and the Department of Defense and the National Security Council. Those were in the 1946 to 47 transit. Uh, but going back to 2002 to 2003, Saddam Hussein was captured. Bush announced the Iraq war was over. You might remember the mission accomplished, big banner. And then, of course, uh, the war, the, the, essentially the war is still going on today in Afghanistan. Uh, but he said they ceased all combat operations in Iraq at that time, which of course it's much more complicated than that, and the, the mission was not really done, and it's still going on to this day. So what we're seeing right now, how this correlates, I think, with the uh, pandemic, we might see some big announcement, okay, everything's done, it's resolved, but a lot of the things that have come up because of it will probably continue for a long time, like working from home, uh, the issues of unemployment and uh, housing. Governor Gray Davis was recalled from California. Major California issues and karma working out in these transits. And right now, there's a lot of people talking about leaving California. Uh, a lot of people I know personally have left California. There's a lot of issues there going on right now. So challenging transit for California. There was concerns of the avian flu starting at this time. Uh, Again, there's a lot of stuff about aviation and flight here. So this transit, uh, there's likely to be some sort of, right now in this transit now in 2020 to 21, it's likely to be some sort of progression or evolution of flight. As we go back through history, the, the Zeppelin took flight, the Spruce Goose took flight. These are different times, uh, also the same transit, but just different times of history. Uh, the overall right tested the first U.S. Army airplane, uh, the first uh, person to circle the globe in a hot air balloon happened. So a lot of stuff to do with flight and these transits. The Roswell incident, which the official story is that it's a weather balloon, uh, but there has been all this talk about uh, the government releasing footage of UFOs, you know, recently so it's possible to be more stuff to do with UFOs. Uh, but that was the only, I mean, Roswell is a significant one, but that was the only one that I saw. But there was a space, some this, this, uh, Project Gemini, this attempt to create space tourism. So this idea of expanding out. So the Rahu is like unbounded in our wealth and assets. And there's this sort of 
energy to uh, try new things with their wealth and assets and maybe take big risks. And the Concord flight, uh, the plane that was twice the speed of sound, uh, took its last flight in this transit. So there's actually a move right now from NASA and Lockheed Martin to make the a jet that's faster and quieter than the Concorde uh, to be ready to fly in 2021. So that might be what plays out here. So we see this new faster mode of transit. And historically, the faster these new modes of transit that come up to this transit, uh, uh, yeah, that was that was correct use of transit twice in different ways, uh, but that have come up, they, they don't seem to stick around so much. So we might have all this talk about this new faster aircraft, uh, but it might not stick around throughout history. In 2002 to three, there was the Siberian forest fires, the largest forest fires in history. So hopefully we've seen the last of the stuff in California, but it could continue and get worse. The United Nations was actually formed during this transit and it got Switzerland to join during this transit, which was a significant holdout. So the United Nations uh, growing in power and influence in this transit is they've already been massively influential through the pandemic. And we're likely to see that to grow even more. The human genome was mapped in this transit. 99% of the DNA is mapped, and uh, fingerprints became a, a form of identification and uh, tracking DNA using like DNA and forensic um, work for like legal issues and things like that. So that that's likely to see some sort of evolution now in our identification. And there's of course all this talk about the sort of uh, implant chip that has all your vaccination records and your income and your your payments it's all just a chip on your forearm uh, we're likely to see that in this transit based on past transits there's been some major strikes throughout history in the 83 to 85 transit there was 150,000 miners on strike and prior to that there was a massive strike of railroad workers so these sort of blue collar, salt of the earth, very important foundational workers going on strike. So we could see something like that in this transit as well. There's a lot of karma working out for India. India gained its uh, freedom from Britain, from British rule in this transit. We also saw Gandhi do some significant work in this transit and Gandhi's life ended during one of these transits. So major karma for the country of India in its growth in this transit. We could see that coming in the year ahead. The AIDS outbreak happened in 83 to 85. Dr. Fauci was a major player in that. Again, more interesting things you can look up that are public record uh, that uh, might be not quite what we're hearing in the mainstream media. But that was also uh, another example of one of these sort of epidemic issues. So we're seeing it again now. So it's likely to sustain all this coronavirus stuff, uh, at least through the uh, April, 2022, when Saturn finally moves. We saw the first untethered spacewalk. Uh, famine has been an issue in these transits as well. In Ethiopia, there was a widespread famine in one of these transits. In China, there was 
massive famine, over 30 million people affected in one of these transits. So we could see that in this upcoming transit as well of uh, issues of famine and hunger. Very difficult issues to address. They're global issues. They're uh, things we can't do too much about personally. So if there's foundations you're part of or ways that you can donate or give back, you know, we do what we can try to uh, consider others and serve others as best we can. Some of these issues are maybe beyond, you know, our own personal scope of how we can best serve. Virgin Atlantic had its inaugural flight in this transit. Lots of amazing technological advancements. So we're likely to see some massive technological advancements. The first CD players came out. Uh, the first transistor, which we wouldn't have computers the way we are. Like it just changed everything, having a transistor. Microchips, right? So lots of massive technological advancements. And then of course the bikini was invented during one of these transits as well. A different kind of technological advancement. Uh, Tupperware was, uh, it wasn't invented, but it was really became a thing. And the first Polaroid um, picture that just makes automatic pictures in 60 seconds, that was a massive deal. And that was created in this time. So we're likely to see maybe something to do with virtual reality. Uh, this is a big area I know that Mark Zuckerberg is looking at, virtual reality experiences. So we're likely to see some sort of big invention, big progress in that field. If you happen to work in that field, good luck. And I hope you do something really cool. Uh, and there's a lot of support from the universe for that to happen. We've seen a lot of very important movements uh, for black rights. And the NAACP was formed in this transit. We had the Civil Rights Movement and the Civil Rights Act signed into law. The Voting Rights Act, which guaranteed African-Americans the right to vote. Uh, a lot of just very important uh, black rights movements, stuff like this. So we're likely to see more of that as well. Uh, major progression in what's happening with black rights in America. And we see massive riots, civil unrest, curfews enacted in the 64 to 66 transit. Another major fire, another, another major famine. Uh, United Nations expands again. The civil war. So we had the Civil War breakout in this transit and the Cold War in 46 to 47, the Cold War against Russia and communism broke out or, or started. So we it's very possible we see some sort of civil war issue. So there's so much division in America right now and so much strong polarization. And if you look into Hegelianism, this is a word that you'll never hear in any mainstream press or anything like this. Uh, Hegelianism is the idea that if I am sort of in a position of power and want to uh, maintain that power, I need you to stay completely distracted from my position of power and fighting with somebody else over an issue that is basically unresolvable, right? So Hegelianism pits me versus you, pro-mask versus anti-mask, pro-life versus pro-choice. It's all of these issues that 
just won't end. They're just, they're unresolvable. People just get stronger and stronger in their own beliefs by fighting each other. And nobody stops to think, wait a minute, we're humans, we're all, you know, there's so many things that we have in common underneath all these external factors and points of division. And maybe it's one of the only things that we're divided about. And if we really look at underneath it, there's massive levels of connection and possibility for connection. But the Hegelianism that we are actually under, right? We think of, oh, it's a democracy. It's what is actually playing out as Hegelianism. So look into that. It's an interesting topic, uh, but that's what's playing out now. And it's likely to result in civil war. So that's what we've seen throughout history, this massive civil unrest. And we're already seeing it with riots and fires and protests. And it's just getting stronger with all of the um, polarization before the election. And the election will likely be very controversial and uh, have rippling effects. So this transit now is, while it's in these nakshatras, so about eight months with Rahu and Ketu where it is. So you can likely see the ripple effects of that start to peter out in about eight months. Uh, but for now, it's going to be pretty intense. So we've got to come back to the spiritual meaning and purpose of our lives. And as Martin Luther King Jr. would say, life's most persistent question is, what are we doing to serve other people? And I think that's, that's it. It's like, what makes you come alive? What do you love and enjoy? Where is that spark in your life? And how can you use that to somehow help other people? Just like somebody helped you, right? Some... I'm fortunate to have great astrology teachers and yoga teachers, and they've helped me immensely. And I was in a very apathetic and dark place many years ago, and it helped me work through that. So my intention is to live a healthy life and help others live a healthy life. Very simple, just to give back in some way. So if we focus on that, instead of you're this way and I'm that way and I disagree with you and here's all the reasons why you're wrong and all these people are stupid and how could you think that, right? It's not going to do anything. You're going to be angry. They're going to be angry. We're all going to be divided. It doesn't accomplish anything. So break out of the Hegelianism structure that, again, nobody talks. I found this in I was doing a lot of research on uh, political structures and going really deep into things. It's like, oh, wow, that's what's happening right? Uh, just a fun little video you can look up on YouTube where you look up uh, Fox News, George Soros, uh, and you'll see when somebody mentions him and the Fox News anchors just kind of lose their place and don't know what to say and it's very awkward and weird. Um, so I'm not saying this guy is behind everything. I don't know, you know, what all is happening and like behind the scenes of what we see in the public, but I know there's much more behind the scenes than what we see. And we see that throughout history. It's very uh, common and it's, there's a whole bunch of examples of conspiracies that are not theories, that are actual things that happen. If you just look back through history of people who are in power making decisions, and um, I've talked about that a little bit in the past, but I might bring it up a little more in the future. But again, I'm not saying that you have to believe that or disbelieve it or whatever, but we can all, I think, agree that we're not always getting the full picture of everything that's happening. And there's things happening behind the scenes that we are being, in some ways, deceived about. And it's important that we do our best to try to understand 
that we can't control any of that stuff. And if you feel yourself triggered and pulled in a direction to react to somebody, to say, no, your way is wrong, this is why I'm right. And how could you think that? You're an idiot, right? This is what social media has basically become, unfortunately. And uh, if we can become aware of ourselves and how we can choose to contribute to that or not contribute to that, we have the choice of what we want to create and how we want to live our own healthy lives and serve other people or whatever is most important to you. Um, but ultimately, there is karma to be worked out. There's things that are just going to happen. And uh, as one of my teachers would say, astrology is like 60% uh, predestined, 40% free will. So we get to choose what to do with it. And maybe uh, everyone would just come together and realize we can work together for a common good and feed everybody on earth and explore space and live in prosperity and harmony with each other or not you know we'll, we'll do the best we can and uh try to clean up our own side of the street as best we can as mother Teresa would say and then be of service to others and not get wrapped up in other people's agendas right if you feel your buttons being pushed take a breath right that's why we do yoga and meditation so we don't become just reactive uh beings that are just constantly triggered right we, we have self-awareness we have self-control and we have choice and we do our best to choose how to respond to things and um, hopefully this gives you some insight and perspective on how you can best navigate these energies so it's a major time of change especially for technology for aviation for black rights and unfortunately uh, for civil war and conflict and civil unrest uh, Oh, I even forgot the first mobile phone was created. The first car phone was created and the first video camera. So massive, massive technological advancements. And uh, we're likely to see more of that. I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere around virtual reality technology and moving beyond using these phones and tablets and devices, but maybe uh, goggles, some sort of handheld device, something more tactile. Uh, something, some sort of progression of our technology like this. And again, I hope you found this helpful. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review in Apple Podcasts. And again, you always have choice. You can choose how to engage with everything. I think it's just important to be informed of what's all really happening. And there's a lot of different noise. There's a lot of different distractions out there. Uh, and it's important to know that in a lot of ways, it's designed to keep us distracted and divided. And as you'll see, if you watch that Social Dilemma documentary, the people who designed these technologies know that. They're well aware. They're trying to make it more addictive. And now, just wait five years, we'll probably see how they've been trying to make it more divisive, more polarizing. And obviously, that's what's playing out. So let's do our best to see ourselves in each other to see our recognize our, our shared common humanity, that we all have our struggles and challenges, we all have our hopes and dreams, and we can work together, and we can have dialogue, and we can get off of the social media and not get sucked into the bait of arguing with people in that dehumanizing, depersonalized format of little text posts, right? Talk to people in person, get outside, go for a walk, do the social distancing if, if that feels right for you. 
And if other people, if you disagree with other people who does feel right for it, you know, respect their decisions and their choice. And we do our best to respect and love each other where we're at and support each other and do the best that we can to do our best to create the kind of world we want to live in. So I hope you found this helpful. And uh, again, you can check out quietmindastrology.com if you want to check out the Vedic Astrology 101 course. And if you're not already a subscriber to the podcast, become a subscriber. It's free and you get these updates every week, new weekly horoscopes. All right. Thanks for listening and hope you have a great rest of your week.